Hello and welcome back to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan as and as always, beside me has been 800 miles away in the same studio. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us as we talk about our passion for the past while being young at heart. Episode 45 coming at you. We're coming off of a high. Unfortunately, we missed last week. Um, you know, I started another gig, and it's kind of been hard uh, between Ben and I to get our schedules back together. But it was great to have Shane on. We're coming off of a high of finally having him on and picking his brain. We'll have to have him back on in the future to continue that conversation. But nonetheless, episode 545 today is coming at you called The Art of Late Night Talk. We'll give you three guesses on who we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Ben, how you doing, dude? Oh, it's it's been a good day. Always good to be back uh, recording Young Nostalgia. It's kind of nice. It's it's kind of nice to have a week off, you know, to not have to worry about it so much. But it also, you know, stinks because I miss doing it for that week too. I so agree. I agree. It kind of goes both ways. Yeah, maybe someday we'll do it for a living, and that way we don't have to worry about making money everywhere else. <laughs> but it's great It's great to be back and get us back started. So we're not going to waste too much more time. Episode 45, The Art of Late Night Talk. I guess we gave them enough time for the three guesses that we haven't even told them if they're right or not. But today, we're talking about Art Bell, the founder and uh, beginning producer of Coast to Coast AM back in the day, a now syndicated show that one of our idols, Ian Punnett, has been a guest host on for the past few months as he's getting back into the radio business. But it's great to talk about him and kind of understand how this icon of radio um, came to pass. Unfortunately, passed away back in mid-April, I believe. Um, we'll, We'll dive into that a little bit as well. But as a side note, we talked to each other and we wanted to really give our condolences out there to all the fans, the family, and anyone really close and really looked up to Aretha Franklin. We lost a true legend this past week. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to see that happen. I mean, she was only 76 and she left us. I mean, I know that that's still like old, but there is a lot more, you know, years in her that could have uh, changed the world that she always has. Right, and, and and this a lot of times when people like this uh, pass away, we kind of see we we can kind of grow to expect it a little bit. You know, they you might see them in the news with health problems and that sort of thing in the months or years leading up to it. And I remember seeing a little bit in the news as far as uh, health stuff, but nothing really major. You know, it's nothing that the normal person who isn't looking for that kind of stuff would see you know i only see it because i might be scrolling through the pop culture kind of stuff of you know news outlets um and so that's where i would have seen it but but most people it would have been just a a boom aretha franklin passed away without any sort of warning or anything to it um yeah i mean i i remember it was was the day of and i just heard it on my morning commute on the radio one of my morning talk shows i like to listen to and they just kind of you know said it very quickly that Aretha Franklin is in bad health and she's in her Detroit home surrounded by family. So, you know, at that point I was like, you know, it kind of sparked it like, oh my God, I, I hope she's okay. But I didn't really realize to how much of an extent the bad health really meant until a few hours later and then you got the the thing on Facebook or, you know, you hear people talking about it on the radio and you're like, dang, Aretha Franklin just passed away. So... Yeah, it's just that, 
I don't know. It's such a, a big name to see pop up in a headline like that. It's just, I don't know. It's just weird to, uh, it's weird. It, we're, the two of us are not in a very common, th- uh, thought process for our age group. You know, most people, they're people that they're looking to for their media and their entertainment, that sort of thing. They're not old and yeah. passing away. <laughs> so I feel like we're, we're a little bit in the minority on that. Uh, Nolan and I, um, you know, in, in our specific age group. And so that's just the kind of stuff that we look for. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And <laughs> I mean, like, like it always goes to say young nostalgia or for the passion for the past or being young at heart. So I guess without further ado, let's actually jump into our topic um, of Art Bell, one of the founders of Coast to Coast AM. Um, and again, our hats are off to both Art Bell, his family, and Aretha Franklin. So Ben, I know you've been a little bit of a, of a longtime listener to Coast to Coast, and you've probably caught Art Bell live on air more than I have. So I guess you can kick us off with... Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, that, we can we can be as open as you want to. You can kick it off as as your thought, your personal <laughs> thoughts on Art Bell, or we can kind of dive a little bit into the facts. But there's a ton on Art Bell, so oh, we might want to pick and choose, pick and choose what we what we leave in and what we leave out. So why don't you just tell us like your brief synopsis of what you've written up about Art Bell, and then kind of how you got into Coast to Coast and your exposure to Art Bell. All right, so. Arthur William Bell III, um, born June 17, 1945, and died April 13, 2018, was an American broadcaster and author. He was the founder and original host of the paranormal-themed radio program Coast to Coast AM, excuse me, which is syndicated on hundreds of radio stations in the United States and Canada. Um, he is also well known for the creation and as the host in its companion show, Dreamland. His later career included Art Bell's Dark Matter on Sirius XM and Midnight in the Desert, available on TuneIn Radio and some terrestrial stations, which this uh, Midnight in the Desert, I think we'll talk about a little bit, is actually, um, he hadn't been the host of that upon his death. I think it was a year or two where he had been um, away from that as well. I think he was occasionally guest hosting, um, with another regular, uh, regular host and her name escapes me right now, but we will hit it later in the show, I believe. Um, and then now, uh, after she is done earlier this year, uh, Dave Schrader, uh, formerly from darkness radio has taken over that full time. Um, but Art Bell, I think this was going to be a really cool show because I never really, had I maybe once or twice I actually heard him live because in my experience with Coast to Coast listening to it even though I've listened to it for a long time it's always been George Norrie for the most part and I think at the time when I got into it Art Bell was still hosting occasionally on the weekends guest hosting but uh, I also but I did really enjoy on Saturday nights I believe it was before Coast to Coast they would play a couple hours of uh, they called it Somewhere in Time with Art Bell and it was old Coast to Coast shows that uh, it was almost like a a best of kind of thing where they would pick the most popular shows over the years and they would play them on Saturday nights and I really enjoyed those I mean not that I don't not that I didn't enjoy uh, George Norrie as well but I think you know, the Art Bell really was, I mean, he's, was the origin, uh, original host, he was the creator, and he's also 
the guy behind coast to coast. So there's really no yeah. no replacement. And really what I loved about it, I was listening to one of his shows before we started the podcast. Uh, it, it, it's it, There's something about listening to his voice and knowing that he is the foundation of what Coast to Coast is at the time that you're listening mm-hmm. means a lot because, I mean, he's obviously very comfortable with whether what whatever the material or the guest is or how the show is being produced. He's obviously very comfortable with it um, and just kind of knowing that he is talking to you, the creator of what this big, you know, late night talk show currently is, was because of him. So I think it's really kind of cool to hear his voice and hear his passion about it uh, for where it is right now. Right. Um, and obviously, he had a passion for the, just the entirety of this kind of radio because there's so many, so many different kinds of, you know, paranormal talk radio that he was a part of. Midnight in the Desert, Dark Matter. Um, everything like that, Art Bell's has has his name tagged on. So uh, he obviously is a huge authority figure in this kind of world. Yeah, and and you know you can kind of see he he started his uh, he's been in he's been into radio since the age of thirteen, and he was pretty much involved with it ever since then his entire life, which is you know. Uh, pretty much your entire life it doesn't really get more you know your entire life than that and what he was real like what you were talking about a minute ago he is that's what he's known for he's known for being a showman pretty much i mean it's even on the the this the stuff and i remember listening coast to coast if any if any listeners out there are familiar with coast to coast they know some of the stuff is out there is really out there and you know even and he was into a lot of that stuff but even some of this stuff was way far out there for him but he was still he wouldn't if he had a guest on he wouldn't just totally tear him apart i mean he would counter their arguments with something you know he would he wouldn't you know be lobbing them softballs to you know just with the interview but he was also very respectful um and went along with it for the sake of the show and for the sake of the guest Okay. Yeah, definitely. I know we we were talking about that a little bit before hitting the record button. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of jump in. We'll, we'll actually talk about the facts that we got. Um, no, none other than Wikipedia. <laughs> Gotta love it. So Art Bell III, born over in Jacksonville, North Carolina, June 17th, 1945. Just like Ben kind of stated, started at the age of 13. He actually became a licensed amateur radio operator. So Bell actually held an amateur extra class license, which was the top U.S. Federal Communications Commission's license class at that time. So his call sign was W60BB. Uh, and that's kind of how he fueled the passion, how he got started. Um, Bell then kind of worked his way into the U.S. Air Force as a medic during the Vietnam War, and in his free time operated a pirate radio station at um, Amarillo Air Force Base. And so here actually is kind of where um, he started off the beaten path, kind of where a lot of times we see how these um, celebrities kind of go the route less traveled or kind of go against the mainstream um, and kind of really kind of defines who they are into their future. So he would actually make a point of playing anti-war music like Eve of Destruction and Fortunate Son on these military airwaves. So, you know, those weren't usually aired on uh, American Forces Network due to, you know, the content and the very anti-war while these 
soldiers are out fighting the battles. Um, but he was very much for it and you know, kind of went against the man, per se, <laughs> to get these out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just laughing because it's, it's such a good, <laughs> good uh, phrase that you use. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what we you know we might may or may not get to it later in the show in that section um, about the, you see kind of this trend going on. He was not he was a little bit into the political kind of stuff every once in a while, and he was definitely um, more left leaning and kind of held this his same uh, views as he did even his very early days as a uh, disc jockey for um, the pirate radio station, which, of course, played stuff that would um, by no means ever be allowed onto the armed forces radio. That was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I should have followed up, but I just had no way to go. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of it. That's fine. Um, all right, so I'll go forward here a little bit. After leaving military service, uh, he actually decided to stay in Asia, um, where he lived on the Japanese island of Okinawa. Um, while living on that island, he worked he again worked as a disc jockey for KSBK, um, which was the only non-military English language station in Japan, which is pretty interesting. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know. You just don't. It's just about bizarre. That. Like, how how out of left field is that? That <laughs> Japan has one English speaking, English speaking station, <laughs> and Art Bell was stationed at it. Like, that's just so weird to me. Yeah, and so it gets even better. There's just uh, there's even more to this story. Um, while he was there, he actually set the Guinness world record by staying live on air for 116 hours and 15 minutes straight which is i wonder if it's because he was the only dj no well <laughs> yeah maybe i don't know but it was actually <laughs> i'm it was, just kidding it was actually for a uh, a fundraiser where they were ra- trying to raise up enough money to f- so that bell could charter a douglas dc-8 um in order to fly to Vietnam and rescue 130 Vietnamese orphans stranded in Saigon at the end of the war. Um, and this is, he, there was, this was kind of along the lines of his, I mean, he was, not, he was doing a good thing, but at the same oh, yeah. time, it went along the lines of his, uh, his already anti-war thinking, and, you know, he was kind of using it to show, you know, look at all this bad stuff that happened, and you know, kind of almost using it as a, uh, as a way of making a point, you know? Um, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to detract from, you know, doing that is, you know, not a good thing, but I'm just saying there was also kind of an ulterior, um, motive for it as well. Yeah. I mean, in all the terms of the stuff that was happening over in the U S based on, um, very anti-war and you know just kind of against the cause of it uh you know this is art bell's way of kind of standing up for his beliefs and being able to have this one 
way of doing it for so many people the band like together for that one cause Mm -hmm. i think was really pretty astonishing Um, especially in a, a place like japan that might not have been as connected to what the U.S. was experiencing anti-war-wise. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it was still a good cause to go for because it was well-funded and was able to get off the ground. Right. And, you know, even even if someone were to be doing that on U.S. soil, that's still a big deal to make that happen. But to be doing it in a foreign country, you know, with multiple foreign countries involved... Um, is it's you know it's pretty impressive that you know someone could just make that happen <laughs> you know they just oh he is art bell yeah that's way. okay you got me there <laughs> <laughs> so uh upon bell's return to the united states he studied engineering at the university of maryland um and then in proper art bell fashion he dropped out and returned <laughs> to radio as a board operator and chief engineer um and at this time, he wasn't necessarily on the air full time, but he did have the opportunity to be on the air a few times here and there. Um, and uh, also around this time, uh, you know, he was working also in cable television, um, which is another interesting thing. You know, just another facet um, to his to his career. Um, and so after working on television for several for several years, in 1986, the 50,000-watt KDWN in Las Vegas, Nevada, offered Bell a five-hour time slot in the middle of the night. Um, and, of course, this led to syndication of his program to other radio stations in 1993. And that's pr- more or less, that's where his late-night talk really uh really took off i love it and so that's just kind of the baseline and then we're going to be diving a little bit here into his broadcast career um and to be honest we might have to split this into two episodes because we're already halfway halfway (laughs) through (laughs) halfway through this one episode and we actually just got to our second major point of art bell which is his broadcast career yeah definitely i think we could probably (laughs) we could probably get through his broadcast career Mm -hmm. and then after that we'll take a break we'll be back next week finishing up art bell um how's that sound sounds good to me take it away all right man (laughs) <laughs> are you not going to take it away? I just wanted to, no, I just wanted to see what you do with the uh, dead air on there. Well, I wasn't really sure if like our uh, our call got interrupted or something, you know. <laughs> or we got I got a long distance thing going on here, so got to check. Right? The, 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 Boy, this the is, problems of... This is riveting podcasting of, right here. Absolutely riveting. The, pro- <laughs> <laughs> the problems of 800-mile podcasting together. <laughs> we should actually make a blog post so people people can understand how to work around what we have what we have experienced. Yeah, we could post our... pictures of our ghetto rig setups, you know, making, <laughs> right? making all this happen. <laughs> you would never know by our iTunes feed, but this is what it looks like behind the mics. <laughs> all right. Broadcast career. Here we go. This is for serious. Now, Bell was actually a rock music disc jockey before he moved into full-time talk radio. So his original 1978 late-night Vegas, uh, late-night Las Vegas program on KDWN was actually a political call-in show under the name West Coast AM. And so this kind of also brings a lot into, you know, his belief of, of anti-war and just 
you know, having bringing that base of his beliefs kind of into fruition for his late night political talk. Um, and this is kind of where he got his huge start uh, for getting his, his voice and name out there. In 1988, Bell and Alan Corberth renamed the show Coast to Coast AM. And then this is actually kind of where the beginning of Art Bell's story, where people kind of jump on board, um, going to the what we kind of know as it now, Coast to Coast AM. And they actually moved the broadcast from the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas over to Bell's home in Pahrump, Nevada, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at pictures of this, it is literally just a trailer. It's a double wide, yeah. With a with a, with a with a broadcast tower, and this is where Coast to Coast AM was born. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it's the. I remember the first time I saw pictures of it. It was just I thought it was so weird that you know there's nothing bad. Look, it's not shabby or anything. It's a pretty nice looking facility, but it's just something that you know you picture. You think of Coast to Coast and how broad broad reaching that it is you just think of some you know big powerhouse kind of broadcasting facility and right. nope it's just a it's just a double wide with uh, a big uh, broadcasting tower behind it <laughs> <laughs> i love it though i absolutely love it it's almost just like amateur radio you know what i mean oh, it's yeah. just it's for sure. I wonder if he ever pot like uh, I, was, <laughs> I almost said that Art Bell podcast. Uh, I always I, I wonder if he ever did Morse code through there. You know, just kind of contacting and talking to people around. I don't know. I mean, he, at a young age, he was already interested in the amateur radio and stuff. So I'm I don't know for sure, and I haven't in in the research going into this, I haven't seen anything about it. But I'm sure that he was still you know active in that sort of stuff later in life. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is that, you know, he he's only probably on air, you know, five to six hours during like the night, like the, the very early mornings and late, late evenings. So it's like most of the other time, there's no other programming going on. Mm-hmm. It's just like he signed on live and people knew when to tune in and what to tune into. Right. So I guess, I guess we're just kind of spitballing, but I, I think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bell abandoned conventional political talk in favor of topics such as gun control and conspiracy theories, which led him to a significant bump in his overnight ratings um, as he kind of steered his show more towards the unknown or kind of pushing the, the, the boundaries of meeting in the middle in terms of political views or just kind of stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, or, or, or just more of question marks rather than answers to either sides. Um, so the he show's tried focus to, again a little bit more. Oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry. I I talked over you. It, more of a uh, more of a push towards re- stuff that isn't just a uh, a simple argument between two sides. Stuff that's has a bigger, broader conspiracy or uh, not conspiracy, controversial aspect to it. Right. So so stuff what kind of new ideas and theories can come to light from multiple different sides rather than trying to argue mm-hmm. two, two, two distinct points. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. Definitely so a gray area. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> and I think that's that's pretty much... No, you're fine. <laughs> you know what? This is another problem of podcasting 800, 800 miles away. <laughs> so Coast to Coast, actually, the focus shifted again significantly after the Oklahoma City bombing back in 1995. So from here, many of the media... Um, outlets do not want to be blamed for inciting anti-government or militia actions like the bombing. So this kind of p- 
pinned Coast to Coast AM up against a wall, um, especially wanting to like keep up good ratings. They didn't want to come across as being um, kind of the the spark that kind of started it all. So subsequently, Bell discussed offbeat topics like the paranormal, the occult, UFOs, protoscience, and pseudoscience. And this is kind of where Coast to Coast has evolved today in being that very late night paranormal talk radio. Um, And obviously, tons of branches have come off of it. But really, I think it's kind of interesting. I had no idea about this, how the nationwide happenings has really changed the way the course that coast to coast went. Like imagine if the Oklahoma assembly bombing didn't occur, you know, what would coast to coast look like now? Would it still kind of be that, that kind of tongue in cheek gun control conspiracy theory kind of talk radio, or would it still kind of shift towards paranormal radio? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know one of those things that's hard to say and you know can't really speculate too much um but you know without a a a significant spark who knows if it you know maybe would have evolved into something that's close to what it is now but it might have just taken longer or uh or it could be just a totally different show maybe it would have stayed the same and then eventually petered out and we wouldn't have the coast to coast that you know we know now so it's hard to say yeah yeah, that's very true. Because, I mean, you know, you can only go so long on those two main topics rather than, you know, that kind of spark shifted it in a way that the show itself was able to broaden and kind of bring even more ideas and continuous questions. I mean, you could listen to a Coast to Coast for six hours, you know, when it airs every night and still not surely understand where you land on certain topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that definitely um so we're gonna kind of this is there's so many tangents that we can talk about on this particular subject though so it'll sound like we're jumping around a little bit um but we promise we're gonna bring it back together eventually Um, (laughs) we always do yeah so during his tenure at kdwn bell met and married his third wife ramona Um, who later handled production and management duties for the program. Um, And this, like I said, we're going to kind of jump around, unfortunately. You know, his third wife, Ramona, we'll get back to her in a little bit. Um, (laughs) But we're just kind of following a timeline right now. Um, An article in February 23rd, 1997 edition of the Washington Post said that Bell was currently America's highest rated late night radio talk show host, broadcast on 328 stations wow so um a little bit later that year according to the oregonian in its june 22nd 1997 edition coast to coast am with art bell was on 460 stations and then finally at its peak in popularity coast to coast am was syndicated on more than 500 radio stations and claimed 15 million listeners nightly isn't that insane? That's, that is ridiculous. That is just an insane amount of uh, amount of coverage. That's just, yeah, it's fifteen million listeners. That's not like total. That's not weekly. Like people kind of coming and going. That's nightly. Every single night. Oh my! Fifteen million people. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, yo, back in this time, I really feel like. 
a late night talk show like Coast to Coast never really existed as much, or at least not to this magnitude. So for all of these questions out there, for people that want to like know more about from an expert opinion, for guests that Art might have had on, really caught people's eyes. And I feel like Art has, he just did a very good job at being able to sell the show himself like you said he's a showman like he's able to bring out those deep down questions like he was very good at steering the conversation in such a way of this question is what everyone is thinking right now Mm -hmm. and he would be the one to ask it and i think that just really caught on to people right and you know we talk about this all the time but i think it still applies right now let's look at the year that this was reported um this would be still just overall late 90s their podcasts are not a thing yet you know and so if you're wanting to listen to something overnight um you know whether it's truck drivers people working third shift second shift who are still up that sort of thing you you're really your only option is music or radio and yeah we got to look at now, I mean, they've already built the huge fan, Coast to Coast already has the huge fan base going into podcast, the podcasting era, which we are in right now, but say, what if Coast to Coast would have been started, you know, five years ago when podcasts were still a thing? I mean, I'm just trying to think of, would this huge popularity still be that huge if there was an alternative because i know now i mean i don't really listen to that much terrestrial radio anymore i still listen pretty much to the same people that i would listen to i just listen to them on podcast form whenever i want you know i'm not tuning into a radio every single night or every day Um, yeah and so that's kind of what i was looking at is interesting um you know i wonder what effect that would have you know given either podcast be earlier or coast to coast's creation being later um, you know, it's just kind of a totally different time period that I'm sure would have panned out a little bit differently. Who, maybe it would have been a, an internet-only type thing. Who knows? No, I, I agree. I mean, even thinking about it, like Art Bell himself was such was such an influential guy. I feel like if if at this point how it grew so fast, like let's say in a year later, 1998, podcast would have started. Mm-hmm. I feel like Coast to Coast AM would still be really strong because they'd be able to adapt and kind of be, you know, maybe they'd produce two different shows, one in podcast form, one in radio form. So then that way, in two different styles, people could get the same content. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, how podcasts have been so, have gotten so big and being able to cover a lot of multitude of topics, I feel like if coast to coast am got into the podcast business late i think it'd be hard for them to keep that popularity just because people's ears are being drugged in so many different directions right but i feel like if they hopped on board when obviously you know it would have started right back when they were huge they wouldn't have a problem um but yeah man i i totally get that and you know luckily you know the the prime of coast to coast am was back then and it really kind of caught on and obviously the listener base kind of waned a little bit as podcast has become a little bit more popular and the themes of it kind of changed but overall coast to coast has such a high mantle that a lot of people in the radio world would know what it is and who art bell is too just because of this foundation that they created yeah 
Yeah, and that's and that's that's very true. Maybe it wouldn't have you know changed their overall overall popularity very much. So this is kind of a, a little bit shorter of a section. So let's let's run through his reputation um, as well. <clears throat> All right, sounds good. And then and then we'll then we'll take a break. Um, and we'll come back to you next week. It, this is actually probably a good start and uh, stopping point. Mm-hmm. Actually, roughly so halfway ahead, through the show go. notes. So fans regarded Bell as a master showman, um, noting that uh, he called his show "quote absolute entertainment," and expressly said he did not necessarily accept every guest or caller's claims, but only offered a forum where they would not <coughs> they would not be oh, openly excuse me, ridiculed. I thought I muted my. I thought I muted my mic. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry, man. I derailed that real bad. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, so, uh, right. Bell, and, and kind of going from this where he had this, this uh it was an open stage for people to you know he, he wasn't gonna if if someone was claiming some ridiculous stuff he wasn't gonna tear him apart so going along with this bell was only one of very very few talk show hosts that did not screen incoming calls um this ultimately ended up changing in 2006 um where uh i remember reading from from the research on this it was he had uh i think he he had a caller call in and actually asked like what you know how come you're changing this why are you screening these calls and it was actually because he had recently moved out of the country he was uh recording living and recording or excuse me broadcasting in the philippines oh and he said, you know, you know, the reason I screen these calls is because it's it's so difficult to get these calls here. He didn't for a little while and and it's so difficult and the costs for people to call in just to be on the air for the callers excuse me, was astronomical. So he started screening calls so that way he could um, get the calls transferred over and take on the cost of those long distance calls so that, you know, so it wasn't such a burden on the actual callers. I see. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and he had actually talked about, you know, well, maybe the whole Philippines thing wasn't such a great idea. Maybe he should have gone somewhere else that definitely would have been um, easier for communication. But, you know, it's, it, he talked about how it's one of those things where it's, well, you know, I made the decision in hindsight's twenty twenty, so it's not really a whole right. lot I can do about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um Right, so his calm attitude, uh, patient questions, and ability to tease substance from nebulous statements of callers and guests gave his show a relaxed but very serious atmosphere. Um, And this, of course, earned him praise from those who declare that the paranormal deserves a mature outlet of discussion in the media, as well as the approval of those who simply um, amused by the nightly parade of bizarre and typically very fringe topics. Um, and that just kind of shows how the, the very broad audience that, um, that he had. And, you know, and I can, I can see that as a listener as well, not of Art Bell, but of the current Coast to Coast. You know, there's a lot, there's really something in there for everybody. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it, they have guests to where they're 
um, believable and a lot of people are into these topics, but it's also people like me who also listen and pretty much just like to hear the ridiculous stuff. Um, <laughs> yes. and, you know, kind of pick and choose what I actually am interested in, um, seriously. And, but also just get a kick out of hearing the, the, the weird stuff on there. no i totally get it especially when it was like i mean even even carried over to like beyond the darkness uh with dave schrader and tim dennis you know sometimes you just get extremely bizarre people that don't really know how to quit talking (laughs) and it's you know it's just as entertaining as all the other stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and you know and with someone who is a good host and a good interviewer and that sort of thing you know they can take a guest who is a not very interesting or be just a not a very good guest and they can still turn it into a good show right right but so okay you want to take the last big bullet point here oh heck yeah man so uh, going off of what ben was talking about in terms of bell's very laid-back attitude but also serious demeanor and questions in the way that he treated his guests these are just a running list of guests, but I'm only going to pick some huge names out there that people would know. So Bell's interest actually went beyond just the paranormal. It could be anything from, you know, the personability of other celebrities, um, you know, just you know, out there, but very popular science fiction um, TV shows as well as talk show hosts. So he interviewed singers like Crystal Gale, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, um, Gordon Lightfoot, as well as comedian George Carlin. Um, hard science fiction writer Greg Bear, X-Files writer-creator Chris Carter, as well as TV talk hosts <laughs> Regis Philbin. Um, even the Star Trek actor Leonard Nimoy had a showing on Coast to Coast, as well as Dan Aykroyd. Um, and that's a lot of them. I mean, we've also talked about the legendary disc jockey Casey Kasem for American's top, the American Top 40, and he actually made a short stint on Coast to Coast AM as well. So really just a whole slew of different spectrum of celebrities, both radio, TV, um, books, movies, anything you can think of. Um, have touched Coast to Coast AM to keep the topics very light, but also serious in the way of how they're connected to uh, the mediums of what they were in, as well as Bell's interests. So really kind of cool on how broad Coast to Coast became. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to see how the the broad range of topics and guests, I mean, I, I... you know, I've said it, I, I've listened to Coast to Coast for quite a while off and on, and I'm always amazed with just, you know, the the broadest. I mean, it'll go from Leonard Nimoy and Regis Philman. Well, okay, I'll go Regis Philman, it'll, and then it'll go all the way to um, physicists like Michio Kaku and SETI astronomers. You know, just two very, so broad ends of the spectrum from entertainers to just cream of the crop scientists you know it's just it's crazy crazy (laughs) i absolutely love it but so i mean we could ramble on forever about this kind of thing and we're obviously all starstruck about it just because we we like that kind of talk radio and and they do a good job even today uh with their hosts and the guests that they have on like the the legacy of coast to coast obviously lives on um and they're doing fantastic. So, I mean, if you haven't listened to Coast to Coast AM, I will definitely check it out. Um, I think it's on 1 a.m. East Coast, midnight 
Central Time, mm-hmm. probably 11 o'clock Mountain Time, and 9 o'clock, excuse me, 10 o'clock Western Time, Pacific Time? I think, yeah, I'm not... I- <laughs> I won't. I won't try to do the uh, the whole time conversion thing off the top of my head. The whole time zone thing gets the best of me. But uh, yeah, I know listening to it in the East Coast, it does. It does come on at uh, one a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. Cool. So we we'll actually we actually put the link to Coast to Coast AM's website, coast to coast to coast AM dot com, in our show notes, so you guys can check it out. Um, you'll see guest hosts on there as well as their wide variety of topics throughout the week um you can also find syndicated radio stations near you for you to tune in and have a good time but this is part one of the art of late night talk with art bell Uh, we talked about his early life getting into broadcasting as well as his reputation and what coast to coast expanded to be including all the guests and the wide range of topics next time we'll talk about his more personal life including his marriages his retirements and multiple comebacks throughout the years as as well as his branch off shows Midnight in the Desert as well as his pass away uh, when he passed away earlier in 2018 and we'll round out with a high of all of his honors that he created throughout the broadcast world uh, so with all of that in mind I think it was a pretty good show um, as always, if you like what you hear and give us a rate and a kind review, if you have the time and the audacity to be able to type in <laughs> two extra minutes on Apple podcasts, we'd love to hear from you guys, what you like about us. Um, you know, if you have anything that you'd like to uh, let us know, whether it be a critique or anything like that, give us an email at young nostalgia, 2017 at gmail.com. We're also looking out there for guests, or if you want to know anything about Ben and I, give us an email, give us a question. What do you want to know about whether the podcast? or us personally and we'll be sure to tell you over a recent um, upcoming episode so you can also find us on uh, social media accounts on facebook and twitter if you go to our podbean page www.youngnostalgia.podbean.com on our homepage there you'll see our uh, flags for our facebook and twitter accounts feel free to give us a follow and engage with us there as well i think that's very long-winded of me. Hopefully everyone caught up. But it's great to have you here. Ben, anything else, big guy? Nope. I think we've uh, we've put in pretty much all we need to put in for this show and save, save the rest for the next. Um, you know, this is going to be a fun kind of small little two-part uh, episode series, whatever you want to call it. Um, Art Bell's a, a pretty interesting guy and no doubt uh, played a huge role in just the late night talk radio i mean there's been plenty of other shows that have tried to um compete with it over the years they're kind of taking coast to coast um as an example and you know it just kind of shows how how uh, big and respected that uh the original coast to coast actually is i love it absolutely love it everything you said was spot on great to be here with you as always and What is that we always say on Young Nostalgia? Keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. (laughs) Take care, everybody. Mm